The following interview originally aired on the Monday Point. You can listen to The Point each weekday at 9 a.m. in Central Oregon on KPLV Radio, 88.9 FM, and from anywhere at kplv.org, The Point. Good morning, Sarah. It's great to be with you again this morning. Good morning. It's great to be here. Thanks. Sarah Worthington, you direct a couple of very, very important health programs through Deschutes County Health Services. Why don't you tell us about those two that you are leading? Sure. Yeah. So I'm the coordinator for the regional delivery in the Central Oregon, so the Tri-County for Living Well programs, which are six-week workshops to help people develop self-management skills related to chronic conditions, chronic pain, specifically, or diabetes. I also coordinate the Prevent Diabetes Program, which is for adults at risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Yes, we just talked about that a couple of weeks ago, because you've got a class of of that starting up in January as well. And your Living Well with Chronic Conditions is also going to start up with a whole new group in January. So let's talk, first of all, about the chronic conditions that are included in your discussions in this class. Sure. When, When we talk about chronic conditions, it sometimes sounds a little vague, I think, for people like, what does even that mean? You know, when it comes to health conditions that people live with, you know, you can think of it sort of as short term versus long term. You know, if you get a cold or have a a broken bone, those are short term acute injuries or conditions that can be treated and will go away. When we talk about chronic conditions, and it's important to note one, I don't remember the statistic now, but the majority of American adults do live with one or more chronic conditions. And so it's, it's not an uncommon experience that someone lives with a chronic condition or knows or cares for someone who does. And we're talking about the whole range of either physical or mental health conditions. So that could be arthritis. It could be anxiety or depression. It could be fibromyalgia or chronic pain, multiple sclerosis, any condition that essentially you learn to live with and manage as opposed to having a treatment that will cure it and that it will go away. Yes. And, and a couple of them that I see on your list are things like high blood pressure and heart disease. And I would imagine people who have like particularly high blood pressure don't necessarily see it as being a chronic condition, but it certainly is something that when you have it, you have it for good, it seems like, and you can treat it and live with it, but it definitely is not something that goes away. Sure. And, you know, it's interesting and and very powerful. One of the powerful aspects of this program is that, you know, regardless of what chronic condition you have, if you're living with some type of a health condition that that you need to manage on a day to day basis, you know, whether it's through medications and and planning ahead and, and, you know, thinking about food and physical activity, communication skills, whatever the challenges are that come up, no matter what chronic condition you have, they are very similar challenges. And so people can come together with a wide, a wide range of, you know, physical or mental conditions that it really doesn't matter what those conditions are, because we talk about the same skills that can help somebody who's dealing with arthritis will help somebody who's dealing with anxiety. 
Yes. And there are great group discussions that that happen during these sessions that make it so valuable to have a lot of people giving recommendations or suggestions, things that they have used and and what works for them to help another person figure out, oh, my gosh, that could possibly help me. It's, it's, it seems so basic in some ways, you know, we use the problem solving tool quite a bit when people have challenges that get in the way of them accomplishing what they set out to accomplish during the course of a week. But then we, we get together in the group and we say, well, let's really talk about this and, and what are some ways you could deal with it. And it, it is always inspiring to see that no matter what the problem or who the person and the group you know, you always hear something that you never would have thought of before. And that's the power of having a, you know, a group of people together. And in addition, for people who are struggling themselves with managing their health condition, it can be very motivating and empowering to, to think about helping others who are having similar struggles. And so it's very uplifting just to be part of, of coming up with solutions for someone else. Absolutely. And your program is six weeks long, and it's based on research into how to work with these certain problems. So tell us about that. So the Living Well workshops were developed at Stanford University, and they've been around for over 30 years. And and they were developed, when we talk about these workshops being evidence-based, what we mean is that they, they developed the the content and the way it's offered in each class. And they, they really studied how it affected people when they went through these sessions. And they found that if the, if the workshops are delivered consistently, according to how they were designed to be delivered, that you see powerful effects on health outcomes, including reduced hospitalization rates, reduced healthcare utilization in general. So what that means is that you have people who are finding ways to take care of themselves at home, right? Health happens outside of the the doctor's office, but, you know, oftentimes when people are really struggling with a chronic condition, they're, they're over and over going back to the doctor and, and the value of, of seeing that go down is that you realize people are are able to manage themselves outside of the doctor's office better. We also have people reporting an increased quality of life and improvements across the board in terms of their, their overall outlook. And you brought up working on your health outside of the doctor's office and contact with a lot of medical personnel when you have chronic conditions is really that is a fact of life and a person can begin to feel like they really don't have control over things because there are all these these medical experts who are giving them advice or to prescribing medicine and that sort of thing so this series of of workshops does help people see themselves more in a vein of being a problem solver and being able to get through these conditions on their own strength too, and not just uh, support of, of medical people. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's really, I think the, the essential element of this program is that it helps people who are, you know, often living with a chronic condition. One of the common challenges that people report is I just don't feel like I have control anymore, right? I have this health condition and it affects my ability to, to do the things I can't do the things I used to do. Right. So that's the ultimate feeling of losing control. And, and we really help people, kind of reframe their, the way they interpret their 
their role in their life with regards to their health and their condition. So one of the things we do work on is communication skills and specifically as it relates to navigating those many different medical appointments and, and communicating with providers and also communicating with, you know, loved ones and, and people in our lives. Yes, and you have enumerated a number of real life skills that are going to be woven into this, this whole set of sessions that the people can learn how to use. So if you'd like to kind of tick off some of those, those skills that, that they're going to be using specifically. Sure. Yeah. So we think of in this, in the living well workshops, we talk about the three-legged stool of self-management. And so it's these three essential tools. While there are a lot of other skills that we talk about, those three, the three legs of the stool are action planning, problem solving, and decision making. And so action planning is really a way to take these kind of nebulous ideas about, well, I know I need to eat healthier you know, I ought to try and maybe get some physical activity in the course of my day. And, and it really breaks it down into, okay, so what are you going to do specifically, right? So as an example, often people have a, an idea that maybe they want to lose some weight. Well, as it turns out, losing weight is not an action, right? It is the result of many other actions. And so we really try to, to break down goals into small achievable steps and, and, the smaller, the better, really, when it comes to action planning, because we really want people to feel that that sense of empowerment and control. You, you get that slowly but surely by being able to accomplish small goals that you set up for yourself. So with the action plan, if you say, I'm going to go for a walk for five minutes and I'm going to do that once and I'm going to feel really good about that, that's wonderful, right? Because that's five minutes that you didn't walk the week before. And, and so just being able to celebrate these small accomplishments gives people the motivation and the momentum to carry them forward and, and build on that. Right. And measurable, all these and wonderful, measurable. measurable things. Yeah. Yes. And so many of us really, I think we really struggle to accomplish what we set out to do, not because we don't have good ideas, but we kind of get lost in the idea of we kind of get lost in this space of, well, I'd like to do that, but you know, how does that really happen? You know, the action planning is where the rubber meets the road is what I like to say. And, and then we also have decision-making and, and this is a really powerful tool. And as someone who has led many of these workshops, you know, I use these tools in my own life. So I see the power of that, you know, regardless of if you have a chronic condition or not, these are skills that I think everybody can benefit from. And the decision-making tool is really a way to, kind of evaluate pros and cons for any given decision and, and assign a score and, and look at the total score on the pros side and the cons side and see which one wins and then compare it to your gut check. And, and it's a way to have a, a thought process that you can assign to a decision. And, and sometimes you have a gut check that says, you know what, my gut tells me I don't want to do it, even though the numbers say I should do it. And that's where we say, we'll go with your gut. And, and you still have a, you know, you have a rationale and maybe you come back to this later. And our third stool of living well self-management is the problem solving. And this is a, a very powerful tool as well. And what I like about this tool is that we, we start by identifying the problem and we come up with a list of ideas to try. You pick one 
and see if it helps you overcome the problem. You make an action plan around, okay, I was not able to accomplish my goal of a five minute walk because it was snowing. So here's my list of ideas. I'm gonna try this thing next week and I'm gonna make an action plan about that. And then you assess the results. And if you find that you aren't able to solve that problem, then you try another idea. If you exhaust all the ideas on your list, this is the part I really like, you might come to the last step, which is you might have to accept that the problem is not solvable at this time, right? And thankfully, I don't know about you, but I've got plenty of problems to choose from that I can focus on solving. If, if I can't figure this one out, you know, I can at least know that I've done my best for now, set it aside and move on to some other, you know, challenge that, that I have to, that I'd like to focus on. And COVID protocols, of course, have dictated that we have to have our meetings online for everybody's safety. So that means that the people who sign up to do these sessions with whoever is facilitating them, that it's, it is a Zoom format that is used. So they have to be or get comfortable with that. I know a lot of people don't necessarily enjoy the idea of Zoom meetings, but it gives people in kind of far-flung areas a chance to be part of this, this setting by being able to do it on Zoom instead of traveling into band. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of snow, I have never been able to facilitate classes or workshops when there was snow happening. And so we, you know, we transitioned into virtual Zoom classes starting last year in 2020. And it was a, it was a bit of a, you know, a shock and a rough transition, but I think we've really adapted well. And one of the things I do like is the fact that I don't have to cancel classes or schedule them, you know, based on certain times of year when the weather might be bad. And so we do find that more and more people are comfortable with the Zoom type of way of interacting than used to be. And I think there are some people that prefer it. You know, there's no worries about travel. It, it saves time. And, you know, even if you are traveling, let's say outside of the area, you could still join the class from, you know, somewhere else if you've got internet right. where you're going. And for those that are interested in joining the workshop, but don't have internet or have a way to connect to a Zoom meeting, we do have some, we call them jetpacks. They're these, it's like a Wi-Fi hotspot device that will provide wireless internet and a tablet that will connect to it so that they can use that for the duration of the workshop to join in. Oh, that is wonderful. And these, these workshops are six weeks long. So people, it's not like you know, they're going on forever and ever. But, and, and I understand there is a small fee for people. If there's somebody who would like to take the class, do you have a scholarship plan or something like that for a person who wouldn't be able to afford it? Sure. Yeah. So everyone who takes the class receives a copy of this book. It's called Living a Healthy Life with Chronic Conditions. It's an amazing resource. And we ask for people to pay a fee. It just helps kind of pay for the book. And if, if that payment is any kind of a hardship, we just waive that fee. Yes. I'm wondering too, if you have people who take these workshops more often than just the first time that they've found them valuable and want to be reminded about it, do, are, are the Living Well workshops those that, that people will take more than one time? Absolutely. So we have three. So the Living Well with Chronic Conditions is kind of the overall arching, it's a broad program, any chronic condition. 
We also offer living well with chronic pain, and we also offer living well with diabetes. And that's for people living with or caring for people with type two diabetes. And sometimes we have people for whom more than one, you know, they have a chronic condition, but they also, you know, one of their chronic conditions is pain. And so they want to take both. And so that often happens. We also have people who maybe they take it, but then they'd like a refresher yeah. a couple of years later. And I've, ha- I have a, a leader who's a trained leader for the, the program that actually took it three times and just was so, just so blown away by how much it helped her and her family that she became a leader and, and she's you know, been with us for years uh, as a community member supporting the program. Yes, and I'm glad you brought up too that it for people who are caretakers for somebody with these conditions can take the class too to learn how to help that person live with it. So what is a way that people can find out online about these so that they can sign up and get get ready to go in January? Oh, and the date that the dates that your classes start too. Sure. So we have actually we have a a, a website that is on the Deschutes County just the overall Deschutes County Health Services site, we have a living, it's livingwellco, that stands for Central Oregon. So livingwellco.org. We also are in building a new website that's called yourhealthcentraloregon.org. Either of those websites has information about the workshops and a link to where they can actually register online. The workshop that we're promoting right now starts on January 26th. And it's, that's a a Wednesday, it'll be held from two to 4 PM. And that is, uh, again, that's a six week workshop. So that first session on the 26th is what we call an information session. So it won't be the first official workshop. It will be just an hour. All right. Well, it's wonderful to have this information, Sarah, and I'm glad that we're doing this now because people will have plenty of time to look into it and find out if if it's something that they can do and get involved with. And I appreciate that Deschutes County Health offers these sort of things, especially for the whole tri-county area and not just Deschutes County. So thanks for sharing this information. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.